Welcome to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Dan and Paul are the owners of one of the largest powerlifting gyms in the world, Ruchi's Gym, and are experienced powerlifting coaches. Join them as they discuss and debate all things powerlifting and strength training with some fun stuff thrown in. For more information, visit ruchisgym.com. Welcome everybody to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Welcome everybody. It's uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, this is our first home isolation Ruchi Strengthcast edition. It is indeed. How it is exciting. indeed. It's been a while. The last podcast we did, Paulie, is when we introduced Elliot to everyone. Yep. So now, it feels was, like a while ago now. I was back in the gym. So now we've uh, worked out how to use Zancaster to uh, get this podcast out the, at, the, at the door for everyone. Which actually is kind of a blessing in disguise because I've been meaning to get on this because it's going to be an awesome tool to be able to interview and True. speak to other people around the world. That's a very good point. Very good point. So... It's going to come in very handy. And I think we should get straight into this because we've got a lot. I've got a lot written down here, so a lot to cover. Um, All right. So let's let's get into this. Let's do it. Cool, cool. So really what we wanted to start um, was give everyone an update on where Ruchi's gym is at um, as a result of, you know, the, the, uh, the government imposed shutdowns, which occurred on the 23rd. Um, so just like every other gym owner in Perth um, and Australia even, we'll basically given 12 hours notice to um, close the doors to the general public as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty hectic one or two weeks following that as we went through the processes of, you know, like obviously assisting our client base, um, trying to onboard as many people as possible to an online or to our online system which we already have available which we're going to be talking about and we also went through an equipment leasing um period as well where you know a heap of equipment left the gym um and for me it was it was a pretty intense time because we had just moved into v4 and then watching the equipment then and then all of a sudden we're sending out yeah and tens of thousands of dollars worth of gear i know it was pretty i mean heartbreaking might be one word to use but i think shocking is probably the yeah, best another. the best word yeah i can again though the silver lining there though is at least um the members who actually uh leased equipment from us kill kind of two birds with one stone in that they get to continue their training and the Absolutely. other one is obviously they're doing us a huge favor as well because it helps keep uh, money flying into the doors, which allows us to pay our overheads while we don't have a gym to run. Yeah, no, I think it was a it's a it was a great opportunity really to um or yeah help um you know members with their continuity of training, um which has been great, and some of them are training like in pairs or in small groups, which is good as well because obviously that amplifies the effect of of that as well. So um. I just want to say thank you very much to not just the people who um, went through the leasing program, but everyone who's stayed on board for, you know, some online training, online coaching, um, and everyone else has been really, really supportive. Um, so no, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been great. We've had lots of support from our members as well, many of whom um, have continued their memberships to support us, obviously, in this time of need, which is fantastic. Um, look, uh, to all you guys, Paul and I can't express 
our deepest appreciation enough. And um, yeah, look, obviously we're looking forward to the day when finally we can reopen the doors so that we can all get back to doing what we do best. And more importantly, have a kick-ass reopening party, which is what I'm really excited about. Oh, we are going to be having a party. It's going to be a huge party. Awesome. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time on onboarding people to our online systems, which was great. We already have quite a well-developed online portal, um, an online coaching service that we've been running for probably, I don't know, probably the best part of seven years now. So it's not like it was something that we had to develop um, as a means of survival. We simply um, created and adapted a new program for people training with limited equipment and we could continue coaching people as we normally do with people who still have access to, you know, a barbell and a rack and a bench. That's right. Look, I guess one of the pluses for us is, like you said, we do have quite a mature online model already that we work with our lifters. So, yeah, it was just really hugely beneficial for us because it meant that I was, you know, obviously we wouldn't lose our the entirety of our business, mm. um, which obviously would have made things very difficult. I mean, you have gyms out there that are pretty much 100% brick and mortar who just had their doors closed. Like think about an F45 or a, even yeah. a CrossFit gym to an extent. Everything they do is inside those four walls. Yep. So very difficult times for gym owners and other businesses out there who have been literally forced to shut down by the government mandates. But yeah. um, look, it is what it is. We've all got to play our part. Look, I, but, think, um, like- I think in general, like the gym, uh, the gym owner community has sort of come together. Um, you know, sharing information and the do's and the don'ts and the, you know, getting around all the different government policies that are coming out, Um, you know, ideas on how to um, obviously retain some cash flow in the business, um, which can obviously help with the survival post this pandemic. Um, So I think it's been really promising. Uh, I think it's brought together a few different communities as well within the actual gym owner Space. space, which has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think look, there's a lot of positives to come out of this as well, which which has been really good. Um, so yeah, look, the good thing is it's forced business owners and lifters alike to adapt, evolve, um, and sort of you know realign priorities, work on things perhaps that they didn't have time to spend on before. Um, you fine. know, so there's a few positives that come out of this. Obviously, there's we don't need to go through the negatives. But I think if any business owner or even a lifter can sort of take the positives away from what's happening, then they're going to be all the better for it. Yeah, I mean, I think initially when the shutdowns first happened, obviously it was very shocking for everyone. Um, It's sort of like when someone passes away, which we should talk about Kiara Humble, by the way. Um, But, um, you know, when someone passes away, it's it's a very... Um, it's not it's sudden in that you know one day you're talking to them and the next day you're not and so you know one day people are in the gym and and the next day they're not they don't have access to the gym the community the relationships that they've formed um and it can yeah it's tough it can have an impact on their obviously their Mm. their well-being and their mental health um yeah absolutely as well Um, yeah look i know that you and i have both received lots of feedback and just general chit chat from our clients our members how much they miss the gym how much they appreciate what we've got there the community the people around them how much it's actually affecting their mental health because these there's a lot of people do stuff with some sort of mental health 
issue, whether it be, you know, mild form of depression or anxiety or, you know, and, and isolation can really sort of bring out some of those, um, Absolutely. some of those issues, you know. Absolutely. So I think so, yeah, people I think, underestimate the value of the gym I think, I environment. Think people are even starting to, you know, um, you know, sort of run into, you know, cabin fever, you know, or they're going stir crazy type thing. Um, did you yeah. see the shit I did on my Instagram last week? No. What did you do? I had a, did a challenge of my own. You know how people were doing the um, take your put your shirt on challenge. Oh, okay. I had a take your clothes off challenge. Yeah, no, we didn't see it. I'll be honest. We Taryn and I saw that. It's something that we can't unsee. <laughs> I actually had about five people take up on my challenge. Two women included. D Taryn was like, "Dan's butt on Instagram is something I didn't need to see." <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we're just having fun with it. Just oh, having fun fine, with yeah. it. Okay. Also, thank you to everyone who participated in the Corona Bible Challenge for three weeks. That was a lot of fun. That was surprisingly difficult, man, especially the everyday training. Look, I think... And just so much barbell work. I mean, once you put a barbell in someone's hand, and that's the, virtually the only tool they have, um, you know, barbell work is neurologically taxing, you know, and that's why, for example, if I'm doing like bodybuilding training, hypertrophy work, I'm limiting the amount of time I'm spending with a barbell because if I spend too much time with a barbell, it limits the amount of overall volume I can get in. So um, working just with a barbell is it can be extremely hard, especially if you're training, you know, the virtually, you know, sort of every day. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Look, Paul, let's go back to something that you brought up before and we'll cover that now. And that's um, the loss of Kiara Humble this week. Mm -hmm. um, look, it's uh, well, last week. It's actually been it's a week yesterday yep. since Kiara passed away. For those of you who don't know, Kiara um, is a lifter from WA. He lives in Bunbury. Um, her partner, Brad Humble, is the owner, or they both own um, Dungeon Powerlifting in Bunbury. Um, and Kiara suddenly passed away last Tuesday afternoon. Um, Brad called me Wednesday morning, uh, and it was... Uh, yeah, look, it was difficult. It was a very difficult phone call. Yeah. Tough. And um, our, our it, it was tough. It was real tough. I mean, yeah. and I just feel for Brad, you know. I mean, Kiara's only 30 years old. They've got three kids. One's not even one years old yet. Yeah. And um, to lose Kiara in that suddenly is just unimaginable. And um, obviously, amidst this time as well, has made it even more difficult. Um, yeah, look, you know, with everything that's going our on. hearts and uh, go go to Brad at this time. And yeah, look, I'd, I mean, I know I posted something on Facebook, which was quite hard to write. It took me a while to write it, just the words. I just didn't know what to say. Mm. And, you know, hopefully, Kiara's memory will be honored in the right ways. And I know the funeral is coming up. Brad's, I've been in contact with Brad almost daily and he's basically organizing the funeral at the moment. They're not, just not sure when it's going to be, um, but as soon as they know, he's going to let me know. And there will be, for those of you who want to virtually attend her funeral service, there will be a live broadcast of the funeral service by the funeral home. So I will be posting that up on Brad's behalf when that happens so if you guys do want to tune into that um you can just keep tabs on our or my personal facebook page and i may also post it up on instagram in a story where you can swipe up 
as well. But look, yeah, very big loss for the powerlifting community. She was our 2018 state champion. Uh, she's competed at Pro Raw. Has totaled national, national champion in the 82.5 kilo class. Has totaled 500 plus twice. 510 was her best total from memory. So over 200 kilo multiple times. She's a phenomenal lifter, um, a fantastic mother, an awesome person. She'll be sorely missed. And just you can tell from the respects that she is getting on Facebook and social media that, um, you know, she was loved by all. Mm. So, look, I don't really know what much more to say apart from condolences to Brad and the family. And Brad knows um, that if he ever needs anything, that I'll be here for him. So, yeah, look, it's, um, there was a... That was a pretty tough phone call, you know, mm. and um, yeah, just a very, very sad loss. Yeah, yeah, all right. I agree. <sighs> yeah, yep, yep. Look, it makes you appreciate the things you have in life, you know. So, you know, you just never know when your time is up. One day you're here, and the next you're not. Yeah. So, I think everyone can learn a lesson from that. You know, take a step back. And uh, appreciate the things in your life that perhaps you haven't had the time to appreciate lately. Mm. This is definitely yeah. time for reflection. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, yep. yeah, it is what it is. And um, yeah, what's the next topic, Paulie? Um, well, we're going to talk about um, our new online home coaching service, which we sort of. Um, you know, sort of developed post shutdown. Um, yep. You know, we evolved some of our or some of our online services um, so that people who don't have access to a gym, um, you know, we could continue helping people without access to a gym, um, yep. which, which has been awesome. Um, and we've had quite a few people take up the online home coaching. But if anyone has, you know, if anyone's interested in the ho ho online home coaching, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, you can either PM us, email us, or there's also a link on our um, on our website as well in regard to home, mm. online home coaching, which is really good. Huge emphasis on um, interaction with the online support. Home coaching and support. So um, you know, you'll. So what do they get as part of the online home coaching service, Paulie? Okay, so they obviously get some sort of a training program where there's no equip equipment required. They do get um, sort of one-on-one. -on -one, um, support from a mentor or a coach um, and that's obviously through some a video um, zoom for example through, yeah he does it through zoom so everyone gets a consultation every week and every saturday we do a um also a zoom workshop where we try basically like educating people right it's a great opportunity to educate people everyone's at home in front of their pcs it's a great opportunity to get in front of people and help educate them to help improve their training and nutrition Yep. And there's also a large component of nutrition um, in this program as well. Um, because again, like people can't obviously train to full capacity without a gym, even though we train them pretty hard you know, without equipment. Um, so it's a great opportunity to get their nutrition um, on track, um, which has been really good. And we've tailored a lot of the workshops around nutrition, which has been really good as well. I myself have got my nutrition on track poorly. Mm. I started my new nutrition programming this week. Constantly complaining about how much he has to eat. <laughs> now, I just, wow. 
Uh, Crazy. Actually, <laughs> I weighed more this morning, Paul. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was 600 grams heavier. <laughs> it's probably just more gastrointestinal. Yeah, I know. It's going to take some time. You're, you're, you're eating more volume of food. Correct. I'm actually eating. The volume of food is just, I can't stomach it. Yeah, I think so, you'll find that. I'm not surprised you have the The quality is obviously very, very good, yep. which is the whole point. Um, but the volume of food I'm struggling with. But um, I actually knocked down, I was aiming for, I think, close to 3,000 calories, like we said, but I actually knocked it down. It was just too much. Already was, already not listening to his coach. Well, no, no, no. You didn't give me a calorie target yet. You were like, oh, I need a calorie target. I was like, okay, hit, try and hit 3,000. Honestly, 3,000. Dude, if you can't hit 3,000, we've got problems, bro. I'm starting at about 2,600. Dude, I'm on 2560 now and I'm seven. I know, kilos. but we're two different people. We're two different people. The volume, it's the, you know, it's the volume of food that's killing me. Yeah, you got to get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're hungry, volume of food is good. It keeps you full. But the thing is, you know me, I'm, I'm not a hungry person. I never have been an eater. I can no. literally have breakfast and then I'll eat again till two or three o'clock. Man, that's nuts. I can do that. Obviously, that's not what I want to do and what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just—that's the type of person I am. I'm not an eater. I'm not yeah. someone who can pick up something every hour and just nibble on it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on that. We'll anyway, on that. Yeah. the whole point that's is, I have also started working on my nutrition due to this shutdown because it is something I want to um, tackle. I'm actually planning, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, to get myself down to about 90 kilos. I was over over 100. I was 101.3 this morning. So, okay. yep. And that's going to be challenging for me in the state that I'm currently in. Um, I hit about, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I mean, it's, you know, it's a good 10, 11 kilos, but it's very doable. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, it should be interesting. And um, hopefully, I get to see some of the. Some of those results filter through over the coming months, uh, which will help keep me motivated. And I think that's the toughest thing with nutrition. It's such a slow process and you do have to nail it 100%. Otherwise, you, don't, you just don't get the results. And, nice. you know, you, you need to get that positive reinforcement feedback loop happening. You know, you eat well, you see the result, it's, po it's a positive reinforcement, you keep going. Mm. And that's sort of where you, the stage that you, you got to. You could see the results, and so it just amped you to keep doing better with your nutrition. And that was included educating yourself, you know, fine-tuning some, some of the granularity with nutrient timing and, you know, all that type of thing, you know. So I think if you start – look, if you start simple and you can obviously hit, hit your targets or hit a target every week, and like you say, there's a positive reinforcement effect, and that also motivates you, and it provides flow in the whole nutrition process. Correct. And once you feel that flow and momentum, you know it's easy to keep going because you know 100. percent You can see the result, I'm, and you can absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I've done. I spent some time dieting before. Remember, quite a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's true. Like I um, obviously know a lot more now. There's a lot more knowledge out there now. But I actually did a pretty good job, and I think I went from. 90 or 91 to about 82 yeah or something that's about right um but you know the recomposition pro change was quite significant i went from not having any visible abs to having visible abs yeah i remember it was good it was about 12 weeks from memory yeah it took me about 12 weeks that's when you were uh, working on site yeah you so it was like a fifo type thing well you weren't flying kind of driver diver driver driver drive in drive out <laughs> <laughs> but it was drive up for the week when I'd drive home Friday night after my shift. Yeah. 
um, well, it would be early Saturday morning. So instead of staying on site, I did the naughty thing and I drove home. But um, don't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, the online home coaching um, has actually been quite good. A lot of our coaching fun. clients have transitioned over to the online home coaching only because they don't have access to full um, mm-hmm. full equipment. And the online home coaching does provide a bit more support through the one-on-one uh, console, video console, and the workshop, um, and and also with an emphasis on nutrition as well. So mm-hmm. we've had some of our coaching clients um, basically transfer over to the online home coaching temporarily, and we've also taken on board some new um, clients in online home coaching mm-hmm. as well. If you are interested, get in touch. There is information on our website. If you go to ruchisgym.com in the menu at the top, I think it's the services menu from memory. You'll see online home coaching in that list. Yeah, there's also you can a check out the information. The page. There's also a button yeah. on the main page. Yeah, on the right you can check out the information. The you can even just sign up straight from there. Um, it's $40 a week with no contract, no lock-in. So, yep. yeah, we're looking forward to getting more people on board with that. Yeah, yeah. We try, I mean, I mean Elliot sort of, Elliot's the main mentor, but I'm um, assisting, you know, running it with him. And we're doing also running a Q&A every, like a live Q&A every Wednesday on, on the, in the Facebook yeah. group. Um, so there's a lot you guys of are doing a good job yeah you guys are doing a good job I obviously um have my eyes on it so you yeah, know it's, it's good yeah we're just trying to there you know, is keep interaction and that social interaction with people i think it's important as well so, and that's probably what the biggest one of the biggest positives about the um that service is the support that's mm-hmm. provided let's be real anyone can get a body weight program of youtube that's right you know yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. not it's not difficult yeah. the idea this is, is that we really provide about that even though we know that's right we have a program um that we give people and obviously we have ideas on intensification and making this more difficult and if you do have some you yeah. know some some light weights around how you might incorporate those things but really it's about um changing focus i think into in terms of nutrition and also maintaining the social interaction and also the education Support. part yeah yep yep no it's good um similar type of area we've also launched um, our powerlifting course, an online version of our powerlifting course, mm-hmm. which is going to be on April the 26th, which is a Sunday. So what we've done is we've basically taken the theory modules from our online, well, our powerlifting fundamentals course, and we're going to be delivering them online through video conference on the 26th. And we and we are literally giving this away. And no word of a lie, it's $99 Australian um, for the four modules which normally costs $399 for the weekend at the gym with the practicals, yep. all right? If you have completed the course before, you get to do a refresher on those modules for $49 if you want. Yeah. There is information on the website. You can book from the website or you can get in contact with us, all right? Yep. But for $99 and you're talking somewhere between six and eight hours of content that we're going to be delivering live, um, it's... Honestly, it's a bargain basement price. Now, there is a bonus offer on top of that. Uh, if you complete that course, the online course for $99, and you do eventually want to do the full course at the gym with us, which would include those theory components and the practical, we will take $99 off the price of the yeah. course, essentially giving you the online course for free. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Look, there's a few reasons we're doing that. One is we want to reach more people. We want to help people get educated because some people are at home, they're bored. This gives them something to do. They can obviously expand their knowledge base, building base like we do in training. Mm-hmm. Um, and it exposes more people to powerlifting and some of the things that we do. So April the 26th, which is a Sunday, it will start at 9 a.m. Western Standard Time. And then we will finish at X. Normally, there's four modules. Normally, they go for about 90 minutes each. We'll have lunch, uh, have a sort of an hour lunch break in the middle of the day. And um, 
yeah. Hopefully it finishes late afternoon sometime. Um, but yeah, it should be awesome. We yeah, So we will be restructuring some of those modules because some of the content is will be difficult to deliver online when you're not there in person with in person although there won't be much many changes um but we are going to go through it and just um give them a flick through for those of you who did the course say over a, over a year ago we have actually made lots of new refreshing changes to the slides and the content because mm. um, obviously our own co coaching philosophy philosophies evolve as well as our knowledge so we've started to incorporate a lot of our new philosophies and learnings into the powerlifting course as well so if you did the if you have completed the course say over a year ago or even less um it might be worth doing the refresher for 49 dollars because you get to check out all the new content as well yeah that's true actually yeah yeah very you can true. get in touch anyway if you're interested in that yeah what's next though on the list though paulo i'm actually looking forward to do, um delivering that uh the components of the it shall be different course. yeah i'm actually looking forward to it it should be a lot so of the modules that are included in that powerlifting fundamentals course now look i know we call it powerlifting fundamentals fundamentals probably is not a good word because we do cover quite a lot of advanced topics which every lifter could benefit from um so fundamentals maybe not a good word maybe we should call it powerlifting course number one <laughs> or something yeah. um yeah. Anyway, what we do, do cover is we do cover a, a sort of a, a current picture or landscape of the sport of powerlifting in Australia. And if we do have any internationals in on that, we can try and extend that to some internationals as well, international um, sort of knowledge and um, especially in the areas that people are living. Um, you know, we, obviously we do a powerlifting one on what is powerlifting, where does it come from, that type of thing. We do go into a lot of detail on um, the competition side of powerlifting, you know, records, how records work, how competitions work, technical specifications of equipment, that type of thing. Um, module two is anatomy and biomechanics. So we cover uh, some base anatomy that's quite quite useful to understand because it helps you um, understand intent of exercise selection and also helps you communicate as well. So if you have a coach communicating you in a certain terminology, um, anatomy-based terminology, it might help you understand what they're talking about, which can also be quite useful. Um, and then the biomechanics is when we really delve into the detail of the biomechanics of, um, well, first we go through some simple biomechanics, explain what biomechanics is, we explain levers and fulcrums. Um, we look at some of Newton's laws and how that relates as well to biomechanics. And then we look at the biomechanics specifically of the three lifts. We also go through um, the phases of the lift. So Paul and I have broken down each lift into three phases um, and we cover those phases uh, and we look at queuing and the intent of those phases as well, which um, which is very useful. Uh, the third module will be Paulie's module, which is training and programming one. Mm -hmm. So Paulie, you want to have a bit of a chat about training and programming one? Yeah, so we take it right from the, the, very, the very base and we talk about and we start to introduce uh, training principles and also we start to talk about the uh, training variables. So things like intensity and volume, we talk about difficulty and load. We talk about all these things and how they may change and be modulated throughout a training cycle. Uh, we look at how a training cycle might, uh, might be um, developed, how it's structured. Um, and then we look at different types of or different examples of training programs. And then uh, we have a bit of a, you know, a sort of like leave it to the floor type thing, and let uh, let let it let the audience um, 
display or show us their newfound knowledge in terms of like aspects or features of those training programs. So it's a quite an interesting um, module and it's also quite a popular one. We get lots of questions. Um, it's a very good module. Yeah, we get lots of questions in training and programming. Yeah. And the final module is the um, common injuries and injury prevention module. So where I cover a lot of the common injuries and issues that we find cropping up in the sport of powerlifting. Yeah, obviously, we look at workarounds and workaround solutions for training and rehabilitation and stuff like that as well. And then we finish up with an entry prevention um, section of that module as well. Yeah. So that's basically the four modules we cover in that course. Again, $99 is honestly a complete bargain. If you have done the course before, the refresh is $49. We already have almost 10 people, I think, registered. Um, so it's about a week and a half away. So obviously still taking registrations. Obviously, we have no limit to the number of people that can do this because it's online. Just make sure that you have Zoom available either on your phone or on your laptop. Yeah. Um, now, there is no nutrition module in fundamentals, but um, generally I get a lot of nutrition questions as well. So I'm also happy to um, Q&A, you know, at the end. You can ask questions about nutrition and whatnot or anything else covered in the course or anything outside yep. even of the course we don't mind. We're happy just to sit and, and talk and educate people about powerlifting and strength training in general. That's right. Now, look, we do cover nutrition in the second course, the advanced course. Yeah. And again, that doesn't – just because nutrition has been left to the advanced course, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an advanced topic. Sure, some – components of nutrition can be advanced, but you can also have some very basic fundamental principles that are quite important, but yeah. we just couldn't fit all the content cool. into one course. Whenever you introduce a new topic, you always start from, um, you know, the basic information, right? The least Absolutely. complex and you build in complexity, right? So uh, we're starting from the basics and we build complexity into it. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the online powerlifting course coming up April 26th. Awesome, awesome. Let's talk about... Um, train because this in the last say one or two weeks especially the last week we've had a lot of comments from our clients in regards to you know sort of lack of motivation when they're training at home um so let's maybe talk about um five or six things that could help people um you know sort of gain some momentum and flow in their training at home yeah i think you wrote some really good um yeah i did you i actually did. had some you had some good content actually for our our coaching clients on this. Training at home can be very, very difficult. We know we're doing it at the moment ourselves. We all have different aspects of, you know, can we be bothered type thoughts going through our heads. I know that I definitely do have to force myself to get down into the garage and do some training. Force is maybe not a good word. It's a lot easier when I'm in the gym. Also, I mean, just like nutrition, you know, you do need to have like a flow or momentum in training. So if you don't feel like going in to actually do some training, at least get yourself dressed, get yourself in the space that you would normally be training in. And you might you may not do some hard, intense training, but get your ass there and do something. It might just be some stretching right it might be some meditation it might be you know some foam rolling or maybe just doing some planks something very simple but you need to get into the habit of getting dressed yes. for that training session and getting into the space or the work environment yeah um, so what we often tell our clients is for those who sometimes cannot be effed training or they find it hard to get motivated always make the decision when you're actually at the gym don't make the decision at home get dressed 
drive to the gym. Obviously, you know, we're not driving at the moment, but you might head into your basement or garage. Get into your training gear. Get into your space where you train, then make the decision. Because more times than not, what you find is once you're there, you'll get the work done. Exactly. Now, let's go through these seven points that I um, I sort of discussed with our home online and athlete management clients this week. Um, the first one was basically train as is. So once again, don't just go in there with your like pajamas and your thongs and you know try and like knock out a training session. Guaranteed if you do that, it's not going to be intense. You're not going to get anything out of that training session, right? So train as is. Wear your, get your gym clothes on, right? Put your favorite t-shirt on. Put your favorite shorts on. Put your shoes on. Get your pre-workout ready or your drink or whatever you have when you normally train. You know, do your warm-ups as if you're ready to, you're in the gym and you're going to be training. Um, do everything as if you were in the gym, right? Because obviously this is going to develop a really good habit. And this is also going to extend to when, to post this whole pandemic period, right? You're going to develop and reinforce these really, really good habits. So this is going to Correct. help create, it's going to help create the mindset and it's going to help reinforce these habits. And then you're going to be able to train with the intent, the intent to train and the intent to get the most out of the one hour, one and a half hours or two hours, whatever it is you have dedicated um, for that training time. So train as is. I agree completely. The second one was- I wear my soft suit in the garage, just saying. <laughs> man, I'll be honest, man. I wear my favorite shorts. I tuck my t-shirt in. I know it's nerdy, but I just, it's Ooh, comfortable, man. Professional. It's comfortable. I put make sure I've got my shoes on. You know, I've got my stereo cranking with my favorite music. We're going to talk about music. But, you know, like I've got my, my you know, sugar-free cordial there. Everything is, is as if I'm in the gym training and possibly even more comfortable, to be honest. Anyway, the second one is set some really small goals. So what I would suggest is maybe write some goals down. If you've got a whiteboard, use a whiteboard. Um, but write some really, really small goals down and hit these goals. Like when you're in a training session, you know, you might have a goal to sort of like, you know, hit six reps with a 60 kilo bench press or something, right? And so you'd write that goal down. And once you hit that goal, um, you know, it feels great to hit a goal, right? So it's the more goals you can tick off, the more positive reinforcement, um, you know, you get and the more motivated you have to keep training we feel good. absolutely we feel good when we hit goals it makes us you know what my short-term goal is every day paul to get to my wake, training done to, to wake up to get my training done to get you, and like it's that simple it, it could be that simple and and you know like when you hit goals it makes you feel good and we always want to return back to situations that make us feel good yes we do paul right so it's, it's all about make, just setting some really, really small goals. The Absolutely. Third, the third one How do you eat an elephant, Paul? One bite at a time. Exactly, my man. How do you build a wall? One brick at a time. Brick at a time, man. <laughs> right. so You're correct. The third one is to draw experience or draw, draw from other people's experience, i.e. vicarious experience. So some people like really love to like watch motivational videos or listen to motivational songs or watch, you know, lifters that they follow on Instagram before they go and train to, you know, draw from those experiences and draw from that energy that they have. And, you know, that really helps them get motivated for the training sessions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, especially now you can go on Instagram, look at people's training at yeah. home, draw some inspiration from other people. Yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel, it's, a, it's a good way I to train. I watch your Instagram videos. 
No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's true though. Vicarious uh, experience is very important. Vicarious experience can be can be very useful. Yep. The other one is now we're talking. Going to talk about self talk and and self thought, or you know, good old mantra. So Mm. walk into your training space, make promises to yourself, or some sort of an action statement. Like you, Dan, when you wake up, you're like, I'm gonna. I'm going to train today. And that is a, a self-talk. That's a self-promise you make to yourself. And these are reminding mechanisms and that can enhance your effort and your motivation. So mantra, self-mantra, self-talk, self-thought. Um, sometimes also things like self-cueing. So for example, if you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for a squat or a deadlift, you know, obviously if there's one or two really important cues that help you with that lift, you can obviously reinforce those cues, um, you know, self-cueing in your head, for example, or sometimes even out loud, right? Yeah, I don't know about talking to myself out loud, bro. Yeah, but I know most people are training by themselves now, so it <laughs> that's it my be, point. It wouldn't be as weird. No, true. Yeah. The other one is now we're going to talk about focus, narrowing one's attention, right? So narrowing your, your attention to each individual task. So instead of thinking, oh my God, you know, I've got to train for two hours today in the garage by myself. Just narrow, narrow the whole training session down into multiple tasks. Tasks that you can chew or you can build on, right? So when you complete more than one task, you develop a whole training session, right? The more tasks yes. you get through, the more training you get through, um, the more goals and the more gains. Um, That's right. Come it's just about it. ticking things off a list. That's all it is. And hey, It's like the problem we have now with COVID-19, right? Correct. As from a business perspective, we're basically problem solvers right now. Mm-hmm. And the more problems we solve, and when we solve enough problems, we're going to get to open our gym again. Exactly. That's all it is. It's about narrowing one's attention, making sure you're focused on all the individual components of the training session. Um, and then once you can do that, you know, you simplify the whole process. And once you can nail all those components, you end up with a fantastic training session basically correct you need to learn to gate distractions so ignore distractions um, and anything irrelevant to the task at hand and just chew every task um, that comes you know comes your way chew it up spit it out go on to the next task absolutely don't don't like be overwhelmed um, or don't let the idea of a two-hour training session um, you know cause anxiety yeah. and overcome <laughs> the whole intent of the whole the i don't know man do you remember that um dbs barbell program that we did that was awesome that was crazy two hours non-stop supersets the whole time i know but all i did was okay this is the current superset i've got to do let's get that task exactly done. and that's what know, i did in my I head don't as well know, i don't even want to know about the rest of the session nope once i finish that superset i'm going on to the next one even though like subconsciously like we knew we still had 17 supersets to go. <laughs> it's true. You know, you just do one superset and you get that done. Yeah, it's like doing Smolov or something crazy like that. You know, you've got 12 weeks of hell in front of you, but just try and get one session done at a time. Even even more granular. One set. One set at a time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The next um, idea uh, brings Concept. Us back, brings, yeah, brings us back to visualization. So... When you break that session down into tasks, before each task, visualize yourself doing that task. So this is something I like to do when I squat. 
So before each set, before I set myself up, I visualize myself performing perfect squats. Oh, yeah. Or, or performing the perfect sumo deadlift. I visualize it, right? And visualizing it, I can picture myself being successful at executing that task. And that sets me up to actually be successful mm-hmm. uh, performing that task. So visualization is yep. uh, really important. The other one I've already talked about is music. Listening to high intensity music is obviously a very common arousal technique. But look, anything that helps you achieve motivation or arousal, like I like to listen to all types of music. Turn it up. Um, look, I had my music so loud the other day. I had a neighbor walk over and ask me to turn it down. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Has anyone else had an, a neighbor ask him to turn down the music during a training session? I was very aggravated. Yeah, I mean, you are in a residential I mean, area, but I'm you're allowed to play music. Hang on, man. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, it People are just like sooks, bro. 8.30 at night. Um, People so, like yeah. to sook, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, play your music if it's going to help you get into the gym and it's going to help you focus on those tasks at hand and build a training session, then do it. I said do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all the ideas I've got. We are out of ideas, but you know, you could use obviously a combination of those of those things of those of those ideas. Um, I think we all do to some extent, but there might be some new ones you've never heard of before, or you might like to try a different combination of ideas. Um, but the same sort, some of the same things can also um, be translated, to example, to your nutrition, right? So, yep, one of my nutrition clients um, a few days ago, he was struggling with you know getting to the dinner table, eating the, what he had to eat. You know, he was lacking motivation to do his meal prep. And I just said, look, take one meal at a time, be mindful about your food choices and go back to the results that we've got in the last 10 weeks and remind yourself that those food choices, those good food choices that we made actually translated into a really positive result. Positive reinforcement. So once you can reinforce that, the habits that you had built up in that time were actually providing a, a positive result, then obviously it gives you a bit of flow. It gives you a bit of encouragement to actually mm-hmm. like kickstart and bootstrap the whole process again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's seven ideas to help you stay motivated and in check while you're training at home by yourself in the garage, in the basement, in the attic, wherever it I've may got, be. Got a bit of a, another small list of things here, and it's more to do with um, sort of how to avoid the so- social isolation, cabin fever, and going stir crazy. And um, so these not specific to training or anything like that, but I think it's more specific to psychology, which I think is really important. Um, so the first one is um, anything where you can help boost your immunity or your immune system. So here we are talking specifically about getting in good exercise. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have an exercise or a gym program, but you obviously things like taking regular walks, as long as you're maintaining your social distancing rules. So walking, obviously having a structured training program, and also um, having some sort of structure with your nutrition as well, and eating good foods, um, and all those types of things can help boost your immune system. Um, the, wor- the worst thing or the that you could possibly do is to stop exercising, to stop moving, 
right? And to start eating poorly in front of their TV, watching Netflix. That is the worst thing you could possibly be doing. True, although there are some fantastic Netflix and Stan movies out at the moment. I, I threw you a few good Netflix ones. I'm going to watch that platform one. That, that was good. <laughs> I can't believe that movie. Like really? The storyline story is just like, who actually thought of that shit? It's crazy. Awesome. The other thing um, I would highly recommend is to have some sort of structure in your day. So structure your day. And I've, I've already recommended this to a few of my clients. Have some sort of diary or schedule um, so that you're actually committing time in the day for various things. For example, you might commit some time in the day to, to you know, obviously perform your exercise, right? You know, Waking up. Obviously. <laughs> you, know, you know, obviously commit some time in the day for your exercise. Commit some time in the day maybe to read a book or to um, watch a movie or do some meal prep or spend time with your family um, or, you know, any sort of educational activity that you might do. Um, so having structure in your day can really reduce anxiety, right? So a lot of my clients who do suffer from anxiety, I get them to write some sort of a, a diary where they can then structure their day. Yeah, good idea. Obviously, we have a lot of time at the moment, so... Um, well, it depends you on who you are. Some people are still busy, man. Yeah, I mean, we are work. still have a lot going on, but obviously, we, yeah. we've got more time than what we did when we had the gym open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, to an extent. I think it's just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I probably do have a little bit more time, um, mm. obviously, without that like that brick and mortar part of what we do. Of course. Um, so, yeah schedule or structure your day maintain social contact all right so obviously keep in contact with family with friends and you can do this obviously through phone conversations things like zoom or other video mm -hmm. applications i think video skype are, yeah i think video is really good because you can see someone and it's it feels a bit more interactive than just getting on the phone yeah right. um, yeah it's useful maintaining social contact reaching out to friends reaching out to family um, mm -hmm. reaching out to your coach or any or a mentor um, if, if yes, you need. Absolutely. All right? uh, avoiding conflict is very important. So, uh, you know, in cases where people self-isolate, you know, they can become lonely, they can become agitated as well. So it's very What about, important. I've got a scenario, what about if you have no toilet paper left, you go down to the shops and there's one roll of toilet paper left on the shelf and you see another guy walking towards that toilet paper what do you do that is conflict I, i'm pretty sure the shops are full of toilet paper now. <laughs> come on man it's a hypothetical well i mean i don't know run for the toilet paper <laughs> you got two guys running for one roll of toilet paper let's okay uh, but let's take a step back assuming you're listening to the ruchi strength podcast you do some strength training so you probably have the upper hand that's true to kick that's true ass for that toilet paper <laughs> true hey paulie have we got anything else now on that list for today um well i just wanted to finish the talk on avoiding conflict nice right? so obviously people become lonely they become agitated um and obviously, they're more prone to like be argumentative. So it's important to sort of avoid those situations where you might 
um, um, yeah. know, run into a conflict where there's argument or some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. un- something that's not very nice. So, yeah, avoid conflict. Is, avoiding conflict is very important. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, well, it's been gone for 50 minutes, Paulie. So what we plan on actually doing is releasing a podcast weekly, especially while we're still at home. Um, and next week, we're probably going to co- cover something a little bit more um, educational, uh, some coaching content. I thought that um, was pretty we'll, educational. Yeah, sorry, that was very educational. But we're actually going to cover some lift, probably some lifting coaching content or something of the like cool. um, next week. So if anyone does have any requests or perhaps wants us to interview or speak to someone in particular. Mm, I'd be keen to send- interview someone or just speak to someone. Have, have yeah, maybe else. we'll do that next week. Because yeah, that would increase our social interaction. Yes, I like it. Very I'm clever. Big, I'm a big believer in practicing what I preach. Okay, well, so next week we're going to talk to someone. Awesome. All right. All right, guys, I think we'll uh, wrap it up. It's been almost 50 minutes. Hopefully, everyone's coping well with the, their isolation. Yeah. Hopefully, no one's being an absolute moron. Um, like some of the people I see down here at the beach and on the on the coast, walking up and down in packs, um, just being retarded, to be honest. Um, the more we all work together, the hopefully the sooner we can reopen the gym um, and all the other gyms, obviously, and all the other businesses that are affected by the shutdown. Maybe all right? We can go back to work. Yeah. It's not all about you, people. No. It's not no, all about true. you. All right. Yeah, very true. All right, man. Let's wrap things up. We'll speak right. to you guys next week. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Be sure to subscribe to join us on the journey. And for more information, visit ruchisgym.com.